Hello, David Silverberg. Hello, Corey Roussel. How's it going? It's going pretty well. You know, I'm really looking forward to tonight's game, weirdly enough. Uh, I don't think a lot of people are looking forward to tonight's game no. between the Panthers and the Texans. But I'm looking forward to it because I know why. earlier in this week's actual show, <laughs> yeah. you predicted what I think is probably going to happen, which is the Panthers are going to beat the Texans. And I'm looking forward to seeing if Corey can get his first win in picks tonight. I think it'll happen, but how funny would it be if there's basically you know, a third-string quarterback for the Texans because uh, you know, Tyrod Taylor's out. Sean Watson's not playing for you know reasons, uh, and uh, this guy, what Mills or whatever his last name is. <laughs> I was gonna uh, say, can you even name him? <laughs> can you even name him? I forgot his first name to be honest. I don't remember his first name. I think his last name is Mills. Uh, his last name is Mills. And... I have never heard his first name yet. I was tempted to just go and Google right now and take a look at it as we're chatting, but I'm just not even going to give it, it the time of I day. Think it's funny, yeah, I think it's funny if like, neither of us just know his first name and continues to not know his first name because he's not unnotable, honestly. So for him to somehow lead the Texans to beat the currently 2-0 Panthers would really take a minor miracle. Um, but any given Sunday or any given Thursday, as the case may be, we'll see. And it would just be really funny if it happens. And Corey goes now 0-5. That would make him, because he's currently 0-4 in picks. Yeah. Anyway, that's besides the point. That's yeah. not really the point of today's episode. I had a feeling that was why you were excited about today. As you could tell, I knew that was happening. Um, but we're back. We're back for a little bit of a bonus uh, episode. We were so into uh, giving the breakdowns, and it took a little bit of a long time last time. We just kind of, you know, finished it and cut it tight, but... We wanted to talk about other things, so uh, specifically trade vetoes and some hilarious things that were happening because I specifically said in the podcast the week before that, you know, if people agree to a trade, you should probably let it go. However, there have been two examples where shenanigans are going on, straight shenanigans. So, David Silverberg, uh, as always, I will yield the floor to you so that you can share shenanigans and, uh, you know, kind of the situations where a veto or gathering enough votes for the veto might be called for, as the case may be. Yeah, so I am in my 18th league in a league where you need to vote on it. We need five votes. So keep that in mind as I'm going to tell the story. So I believe... Similarly to Corey, that about 99.99% of trades should go through, right? Pretty much anything remotely reasonable should go through. There are circumstances where a veto is necessary. Corey and I both experienced this recently. My experience, which is in this 18-team league we've discussed multiple times now on the podcast, I was very confused about this because I don't know everyone in the league until I got a little more information from my friend about who these people are, and I'll tell you the story here. So as I find out about this, the trade here is Tyler Conklin. It's a one-for-one one trade. Tyler Conklin, if you don't know, that is currently the starting tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. For someone named Kadri Olison. Now, whether you are a casual or even like serious fan of the NFL, you probably have never heard that name before. I had it. I had to look him up. He is not on an NFL roster. He is not on the 53-man roster for any NFL team. He's on the practice squad, which means he's not eligible to play in a game for the Atlanta Falcons. No idea why this person was even on a roster in fantasy football, let alone being traded 
for someone who is actually the starter in his depth chart and on his team. How is that person even available to pick up on the league if they're not on the active roster? That's my other question with that one. I just couldn't understand is where, like, how did it even, how can you even pick up players that are so, I mean, you know. Okay, so I think happened is this player was originally drafted, actually, because I think originally was supposed to be the third or second string one. They were in competition for second or third string running back. But then they lost to Cordell Patterson, the second string running back job. Then they picked up, I forgot who else is on that roster, who's the third string running back for the Falcons right now, off the top of my head. But they picked up someone else uh, at the end of preseason, I think. And that person became their third string running back. And then they signed, released and signed this person to their practice squad. So when this person was drafted, I think they were supposed to be like the second or third string running back, I think third string running back. And then that changed shortly after the draft. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, and so instead of just dropping this person and getting someone useful from waivers, the team that had this tried to trade them for some reason, which is bonkers to me. Because again, if you're on the practice squad, you are guaranteed to have 0.0 points every week in fantasy because you, you don't even dress for the game. I don't even know if you go to the stadium for the game if you're on the practice squad. Like you might be, this might be someone generally watching the game at home like we do. I'm I, not sure. I think so. I think so. But I don't know. I, I, like, I don't think they're on the sidelines, at least. Like, maybe they're in the box somewhere. Truth. Like, just, like, but, like, you know, maybe they get free tickets as being on the practice squad. But, like, you know, unless, like, that's the deal, like, I'm pretty sure this person's watching at home and, not like, clearly not eligible to get any fancy points. So it's a, it's a crazy trade I've ever heard of. I've been playing fancy for, you know, decade, decade and a half now. Uh, never seen anything like this. Now, the problem is people are very hesitant to even vote on trades in this league. Like, no one in any of the people's trades, besides myself, had even been voting on trades. Uh, so it's not like people, this is a league where people are seriously voting on trades, like, each time it happens, even though that's the rule. Uh, and so to get five vetoes was going to be difficult. And I had to sort of, like, convince, like, talk it to, like, the people in the league I know and, like, convince them to do this. And I like, explained to them why the trade was so ridiculous. Uh, like it actually like took time for me to do this, but I was able to successfully get the five votes to veto this trade. Now the background that I got even more information on, I didn't know this originally because I don't know the two in owners who were part of this trade. I looked at the person who was getting Tyler Conklin, the tight end. They had two tight ends, Evan Ingram, I think was one and Anthony Frisker was the other. Both of them were out this past week. So they needed a tight end to start because they, both of their uh, tight ends were going to be injured and out. So that's their benefit to them for getting a tight end. They just needed someone to start for that week at least. And Tyler Conklin was a possibly the person they could start. I got the background. The person getting the tight end here and giving up literally a practice squad player in return when they needed this tight end was the mother of the person giving up the tight end and getting nothing in return that had any fancy value whatsoever. So Love rather it. than just doing like the like normal thing and just like dropping your useless player that you drafted f- poorly for someone who could be useful on waivers, like a tight end, for example, on waivers, which is by the way what she ultimately did after this trade got vetoed and ended up getting Knox from Buffalo, but actually had a touchdown and had a decent game and did a much better game than uh, Tyler Conklin. So this ended up working out better for her anyway in the long run, ironically. Oh, but that's interesting. So that's how funny fantasy wow. is anyway. That's beside the Dawson point. Knox was they, basically, this was a son. This oh. was attempted son helping out his mommy. Love it. In fantasy football, because his it. mommy needed a tight end for the week. And uh, the person who gave up Conklin also has Travis Kelsey, so they don't need Conklin except for like the one 
week Kelsey's on bye, where they could just pick up another tight end. So they were giving up nothing of real value to themselves. Uh, Conklin is easily that could tie into Travis fucking Kelsey uh, on their team. So, like, yeah, this was just a son trying to help his mommy. Literally the definition of collusion. Love it. You can't be more clear-cut collusion than a son helping out his mommy and getting a fucking practice squad player. Like, and ultimately, we veered the trade, made her do the right thing, which was get a ton in from Ravers. And it, again, worked out better for her anyway. So, like, literally, it was just ridiculous. But, like, yeah, I had to, like, convince people because I was hanging out with people from the league uh, this past weekend. Um, like, Friday night, I spent Friday night literally, like, whipping up the votes to, and Saturday, whipping up, Saturday morning, whipping up the votes uh, to get this trade vetoed. And it, get, it ends up getting vetoed. It was going to pass if we didn't get vetoed by, like, Saturday at, like, 11 or something. And we got vetoed by Saturday at 8 a.m. So with, like, three hours well to spare, done. three and a half hours to spare, we got vetoed. And rightfully and so. With, like, that is one of votes. the silliest trades I've ever heard of in my life. Thanks. It was insane. It was absolutely insane. And there was still one person I talked to that wasn't down to veto because he's, like, friends with the son. Like I said, they're coworkers or something. And, like... He was just saying, like, oh, well, this is a casual league. I'm like, okay, but it can be a casual league, but that doesn't mean we allow collusion in a casual league. Like, it's only $25 buy-in. So, yeah, I get that we're not, like, going, like, all out all the time. Like, it's not that intense. Um, still, though. But, like, but still. A like, practice squad it, player. It, let's go here, folks. That should not be. Yeah. yeah it's There's, just, like, a it's certain just level of integrity in your league it. that you need no, to maintain. Yeah, you know, you casual to... league, we can't allow a practice squad trader player to be traded in any kind of trade. That's just what's obscene thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. In no, football. You definitely need to maintain like a certain level of integrity with fantasy football. It doesn't matter if it's a free league, ten dollar league, a hundred and twenty dollar league, you need to maintain a certain level of integrity and collusion. Yeah. It's definitely something that is um out there. So you know, your story actually was um, you know, made me feel a lot better because the trade that I thought that was a little bit out of this world was a little bit less out of this world because it doesn't, you know, involve a practice squad player. Um, right. Comparatively, your trade seems reasonable, which I, I don't think you were wrong to be your trade, but I think in comparison, like your trade was at least passable. Yeah. But I think anything is passable in comparison to that one. That's just right. Of yeah, course. Like, wow. A practice squad player. I mean, you know, there was one time in a draft where I saw somebody take a right tackle. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Josh. If did, you're he, did he get points for, like, what, what was it? 100 <laughs> points for a pancake? Is that, is that why they took the, you know, 10 points for a pancake? Is uh, that why uh, they took a right tackle? They're yeah. hoping to get some pancakes. The, uh, the and some fancy points from that. Is it, is it a special league with that kind of scoring? Armchair Fanatics and, League. And, Shout and out. A super, super flex position. We can start any offensive player, even if they're a tackle. Yeah, we uh, we were I, all I howling. I don't even understand either, to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, that was one of the most magical things I've ever seen in fantasy football was a right tackle being taken. So, you know, other than the practice squad player, that's kind of where my bar is. And I think that's been passed. So um, in my league, we had an interesting one that kind of went through and I thought it was strange. And then I just kind of flashed it to three people and they were like, absolutely not. Like this is including yourself, uh, you know, yeah. so uh, there was a call for a trade to send DJ Moore and McCole Hardman for Joe Mixon. And 
I mean, yeah, I. <sighs> Joe Mixon's a top five running back, and these two plugs. I mean, you can't even. I was find... a top ten personally. Well, on all the rankings right now, because I did went and check the rankings for that week. Joe Mixon yeah. was number five, number six, and they're playing the Bears. Um, McCole right. Hardman, I couldn't even find him in a list that was in the top fifty. I actually couldn't. Uh, I had to go to. Yeah, McCole Hardman has very little value, unfortunately. I mean, any given week he can have a good game, but like you can't count on any given week to happen uh, either. I do like DJ Moore, honestly. DJ Moore and a better. Second player could have been a reasonable trade that's passable, I feel like. But, yeah, that was, that's an extraordinarily weak trade, in my opinion. Yeah, so. and DJ, DJ Moore at that time as well, there was one list where I found him ranked at 21, and that was the best ranking that I could find for him. Uh, he was pretty low on the list as well. So, um, yeah, you know, a couple plugs. I felt that uh, it looked like two friends kind of uh, making a hilarious trade. I mean, uh the guy doesn't even need a running back who is taking Joe Mixon. I mean, he's already got Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know, he lost Raheem Mostert, and so that was kind of the the pickup for there. But uh, maybe he's listening to your picks and thinks that you're actually gonna get one right with Jonathan Taylor going down. <laughs> yeah, he was he was giving me the gears on that one. Uh, but you know, I told him. You know, I didn't really tell. I didn't tell him what players. You know, I just told him you got to beef that up a little bit. And so you know, he was like, oh well, maybe like Debo Samuel. And I was like, I could pull. You know, that makes more way more sense. At least Debo Samuel has some upside. Yeah. You know, at least he's actually like sure. catching the ball more than once a game. Uh, (laughs) so, uh, yeah, that was just one of the ones that I saw there that really kind of, you know, was really going to move. Yeah. If it was like DJ Mordi or Samuel or Joe Mixon, I would pass that personally. Well, and that's the other thing too, is like, if you add, you know, if you're adding Joe Mixon to Jonathan Taylor and Kyler Murray and Deandre Hopkins. And, you know, again, I, I spoke about kind of like the balance of the league. There is just, there's very little, there's slim to none chance, if not none chance, of that one guy losing Joe Mixon and taking two receivers. There's way more of him a chance, you know, failing than the other guy. And I think that's kind of the important part to look at that as well. Um, you know, that guy has a terrible roster. Um, we've made fun of it several times. The only real player that he has on his team is Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, Christian Kirk, Corderell Patterson. Uh, you know, Joe Mixon is easily, uh, you know, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, he needs those two guys. Uh, his bench is awful. Uh, he's got a fullback on there. Um, Austin Hooper, <laughs> um, Michael Carter, oh, a, a running back yeah. for the Jets. Uh, do you even know who Michael Carter is? I'm aware of him, but I don't really know. I, can, yeah. I couldn't tell you much and about two him. defenses. So um, he, that guy's going to need Joe Mixon. You know what yeah. I mean? He's, yeah. So, yeah, but I don't know. I think at the same time, you should be allowed to do a bad trade. Like, it, it just can't be so one-sided, you know. So it's it's tough. Like, I would still let him trade Joe Mixon. Like, if there was a better trade offer than what you know was uh, sent over. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. Again, it's like having a little bit more value for him because clearly Joe Mixon is his, you know, top two players on that squad. So when you're like, you know, when I look at the teams and I'm like, okay, these are your top two players, what are you getting in return for that? 
you know, you got to make sure you're, you know, again, definitely understand who people want to sell the farm, but that's, uh, yeah, two guys who aren't even in the top 20 for a running back who's easily top 10, top five in some weeks, uh, just doesn't really make too much, uh, too much sense. And yeah, like I said, you know, three kind of guttural gut reactions are like, yeah, absolutely not. That definitely is a, a trade of wild proportions. And I was like, okay. I can I can try and mediate this and make sure, you know, if they want to do a trade for sure, but you know, sure, DJ Moore and Debo will work out. So Yeah. But yeah, he ended up waiting a week and I don't think he's gonna make any trades because yeah, it's kind of a uh, an interesting move. So yeah, that's all I got for trades and vetoes. I uh oh I did send a random trade out and I don't think it's going to get to accepted, but I sent out a, a random uh you know oh um I sent out a random uh plug for plug uh Tim Patrick for Robert Woods. <coughs> Tim Patrick has eight more fantasy points than Robert Woods right now. Did you know that? Really? Wow. That's surprising. And target-wise, definitely four more targets. So, yeah, that is not as wild of a trade when you actually look at the numbers and see who's getting the allocation. It's very interesting. Very, very interesting. Well, no one in my 18th team is buying on Gronk. It's not a handful of trades um, with him involved. And, yeah, no one is really looking to pick up Gronk right now, even though Gronk is currently number two tight end behind Kelsey. In fancy point, and just behind Kelsey at that. So, looks like I'll be running with Gronk for probably at least this week. Hopefully he has another great game, and maybe he'll try to him next week. Maybe I keep him, honestly. Maybe he just has a great game every game of the season, and everyone just kicks themselves for not training for him when I saw all these trade offers. Yeah, that's interesting. I think he might be good to keep him, though. I think he's going to be okay. It might be a good keep. It might be a good keep. Yeah, I don't mind keeping him. I just feel like because of how well he's been performing, I feel like I can get a lot of value for him. Plus, he's a big name, and you have to understand that like, I'm playing with people who all live in, like, Connecticut, Massachusetts, so like a lot of Patriots fans or whatnot. So like a lot of people have a nostalgia of like, you know, the Gronk Patriots years, I feel like too. So he like, it's kind of weird to me that he's not an easier person to trade in this league. Like I'm, I would have thought someone would have been on him to trade, you know, one of their tight ends or one of our receivers for him and one of my receivers. Uh, so, but yeah, no one really seems that interested in Gronk, which is a little surprising. I mean, I specifically drafted him because I thought people would buy on him. That's what your true disappointment is. Your trade bait, for your yeah. draft bait. I mean, I'm not disappointed at all with his performances the first two weeks. Like, obviously, he's been like phenomenal, better than anyone could have expected, uh, certainly. But I just. Uh, I'm a little surprised to the league in that regard. Yeah, makes sense. That makes sense. I would think also playing in your area, you'd be able to get rid of that a little bit quicker. That's for sure. Um, I yeah. just noticed something. Um, Joe Burrow had a stat correction. Uh, oh, yeah? Joe Burrow lost a point. Uh, he actually, 
uh, was credited with a sack, another sack, another mm. effing sack. So, what an ugly game that well, was. Well, that's for leagues that play with negative ones for sacks. Yeah. So, another negative one uh, for mine and, and that one. But good thing I won by more than one point. So, I don't have to worry. I have seen a stat correction give someone a victory before. I have. Uh, I think it was a... I don't want to. I think it was a Michael Vick stat correction. It might not even be that far back, but there was a stat correction where it changed the balance of a victory, and those are one of my favorite things ever. But um, yeah, it's pretty crazy when it's that close to like something like that changes the game. And you know, like, I played two decimal points. You think you, you think you lost just barely, and then all of a sudden, like a day or two later, it's like actually, J- J.K., you win. I have to, I mean, my boys who are listening to the podcast there can uh, re- remind me what which moment that was, but I know we had that happen to us uh, in my fantasy league for sure. And uh, we yeah. played two decimal points. So that's the other uh, interesting thing that I was telling you earlier. Um, we've had three ties using two decimal points uh, in the last 10 years. So, uh, yeah, I love it. It's just a hilarious system. All right, David Greenberg. Well, uh, that's our bonus episode for everybody. I uh, appreciate everybody uh, hanging out, joining through. Uh, good luck. Make sure you, uh, you know, check your injury reports. It's Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. Everything should be coming out. And uh, yep. go Carolina. Let's go Texans. Wow, you did me dirty like that. Get out of here, David Greenberg. Absolutely ridiculous. Just for the comedy goal. Just for the comedy goal. <laughs> Appreciate it. Much love, everybody. Thanks again for listening to us on the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast. You can find us where all of the podcasts are. Spotify, Google's, Apple's, and, and all the other things. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Win some money, win some fantasy matchups. Unless you are playing me and David. We'll see you later, everybody.